Welcome to the latest episode of Joe Says Things. Today, David and I discuss the dangers of facing one's fears, and we also chat about our latest podcast, Pickle Talk. It's in no way a distraction from the fact that we took so long to put this podcast out. It's a totally real podcast, and should definitely be taken seriously as one. Do enjoy. Yes, uh, uh, I'd like to thank everyone for uh, noticing the hiatus on this podcast so we could focus on our more important and, uh, frankly, more illustrious podcast. Oh, certainly. I've never been more invested emotionally or financially into a single thing. This is just going to be a giant ad for our good podcast, Pickle Talk. And though it may not be award-winning, it will be. So, what shall we talk about today? I thought we should talk about Tommy Pickles from Rugrats. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, Tommy Pickles was semi-inspired by Doctor Who. Is there any truth to that? There is. There's actually a teensy bit of truth to it. One of the one of the writers for the show, this is true, one of the writers for the show was a big Doctor Who fan. Yeah. You can actually see in some episodes they'll have like toy Daleks and things like that. Oh. But the big inspiration that's cool for that character is... So, what is his main tool for getting in and out of things? It's a screwdriver. It's a screwdriver. Holy smokes. Yep, so that was very much inspired by Doctor Who. Ah, yeah. yeah. I remember, like, I think that's even part of the uh, the, the theme song intro. Like, he's just getting out of the, uh, the crib oh, with yes, a absolutely. screwdriver. Oh, yeah, no, it's a core thing for him. Yeah. His screwdriver is literally always with him. <laughs> Not unlike the Doctor. Uh what does make a sonic screwdriver a sonic screwdriver? Just that it makes noise? The, I mean, the, I, it was one of those things that they just wanted something that could get him in and out of shit. Yeah. And the, so they're just like, uh, screwdriver's useful, but it should be a space thing. So they just threw sonic on top of it. They're just sonic screwdriver and, and they're in and out. It's like the psychic paper, yeah. which is the cheapest prop ever made. <laughs> Put a blank piece of paper in a cheap wallet. Yeah. And you've got Doctor Who. That's amazing. I, I love it. The I well actually I used to love it. The I I fell out after the end of Matt Smith's era. Uh-huh. That was the point with the new doctor. And I didn't have any problem with the older doctor. The a lot of people were like, older doctor, this is ridiculous. A classic doctor. <laughs> right. Go back to classic doctor. <laughs> yeah. And it's like and it's not like Christopher Eccleston was young. <laughs> True. He was just bald. <laughs> people get confused on that. The uh, Peter Capaldi, he uh, yes. he he took a, a beating uh, from fans because of his age, but also I think when the writers of the show, from my perspective, they really tried to make him look more youthful and more approachable. Leather jacket year, uh, yeah. Even I didn't like. I said I fell out of it, but I like came in little bits. And yeah, I remember they had that turn where it's like they're trying to have him be, well, yeah, younger looking. And it's like well, just just own that he's he's an old man. Lean into it. Lean into it. Yeah, it's like just go lean into the joke of it. Lean into it. it's like badass old man. Like you can have great plot lines with that. Yeah. Like the Star Trek with Khan, that's the whole concept. It's like the whole thing, and people are super into that one. Uh, he, yeah, I remember the he used to have like those pea coats, but the pea coats would have a hoodie on them. Oh God, that's right. So that's what it was. Yes. Oh, that's what it was. And I remember in one episode he was playing an electric guitar, and I was like, "Oh, you are really trying. That's working it hard. You like, are really trying. They look. Grandpa's trying to look like a teenager, not for crimes." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's like, I, I don't understand. Um, the, uh, the only person who I imagine got worse flack was the, the woman who took over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was one. It's like, a female doctor? That's impossible. It was shown in a previous season that uh, the master turned into the mistress. And just those things where it's like, yeah, it would be kind of cool for a creature to be able to experience life in different ways. <laughs> like, but it just, it's funny just the, what people attach to. It's like, no, it's meant to be this. It's like, the whole concept of the Doctor is inherently ridiculous. Oh, yeah. The reason they did the, the like, the reborn thing, like, the, the regeneration thing, is literally because the first actor died. He was getting a little too far along in his, um... Alzheimer's. Yeah. He couldn't remember his lines anymore. Oh, was that it? I thought yeah. he just outright died. It was actually a point where he just... the, the was, I, His I, health was deteriorating. Yeah, so they, just, so they cut it off there. I thought it was one where it's like, not on the episode, but <laughs> I I, had, I was originally the impression that he'd actually died before, but I didn't realize that, uh, um, that it was just there like, all right, he's going to. Yeah. Let's pull it now. He, his drinking increased and his oh. mental health was going... And so eventually they were like, oh, this show's doing good. <laughs> it's not expensive. It's not. <laughs> and we have more than five viewers, which is, at this time, half of viewers. <laughs> <laughs> it's Britain. They didn't get the TV for a long time. Yes, yes, yes. It's well recognized. Yeah. As far as uh, the doctor turning into a woman, I remember seeing someone post online and I, I just I got behind it so hard you shouldn't be upset if the doctor's a woman you should be upset that he's still not a ginger <laughs> because uh, that's his one wish <laughs> he just wants to be redheaded <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, loving the the scene when it was it was the first episode of Christopher Eccleston and I'd never seen it before but even at the time I liked it because I didn't know like concept for the doctor at all I had yeah. no history to it um, but him just like looking in the mirror and he's just like playing with his ears, like ah, funny ears. Like just, I loved that moment where it's like, Oh, this is new. Weird. Uh, just so good. But yeah, that's the, I, I enjoyed that show, but I, I watched it through, like I said, the, um, through the Matt Smith era. I got a couple bits into, um, Peter Capaldi. Capaldi. Yeah. One of the complaints that we were getting from others who were into it was, he did not have the sense of like whimsy that the other characters had in the same way. Mm -hmm. And that was a bit of a frustration where it's like, all right, straight lace kind of dark character. And I feel like the, the doctor is at his best when he, when it's like, when he's kind of like going bouncing back and forth between the two, when he's aloof and then, okay, no, you've, you've upset the man. Yes. Not just eyebrows. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which is yeah. what I think he was referred to. Uh, right? In the show for a while, just eyebrows. <laughs> Listen, eyebrows. Oh, that's good. That's good. By the companion. Mm. But yeah, the it was good. That's the good show. But that was a that was um, Macy from Game of Thrones. She was uh, a guest star throughout that Doctor. Oh, is that right? That's true. The oh, so wait, the um, what was it? What the the like handmaiden girl, the the translator, or am I thinking the wrong person? Um, uh, oh, Maisie! Wi oh, Maisie Williams. Maisie Williams was the was the companion on the show. She wasn't the companion, but she guested on a couple episodes. Yes, I had no idea. On, I know uh, Sir Davos yeah. did at one point too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as soon, I mean, you have something as British as the Doctor and something as British as Game of Thrones. You're gonna have some some uh, collision there. I like on that same subject. The is Martin Freeman was talking about. Uh, um, how he and like one other British actor were, were the only actors, only British actors who were not in Harry Potter. 
Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's just, it's just us now. Because <laughs> just this absurdly scaled show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked me some Harry Potter. That's one I, I want to go back and actually read all those books. Because I read the, the it, my connection with Harry Potter goes back so far. Mm-hmm. I did not, I have not read a single Harry Potter book. The four books were read to me by my mother. Wow. Yeah, this is going way, way, way back. Um, same thing for, um, what do you call it? What's the one with the line, the witch in the wardrobe? Uh, books in Narnia? There we go. The Narnia books, yeah. The, the Narnia uh, quintuplet. The, yeah. The, the, the omnibus. <laughs> <laughs> it's just when you get glue and you just stick them together. I mean, the boy and the horse, not really needed, but it, it, I, I liked I liked that it was there. Is there a boy and a horse? Yeah, there was, or uh, sorry, a horse and his boy. I forget. Was which, that one of the books? Was that the horse and his boy? Yeah, it was just, I only I only got the one book. It was it was a non sequitur, but it was still part of the... A horse and his boy? Or the boy and his horse, I forget. I, I prefer the horse and his boy. <laughs> <laughs> I've claimed this child. (laughs) 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 And yeah, I think that that book was just to get you into the world of the... um, Narnia? uh, uh, A different part of Narnia where where actually the people. Oh, interesting. uh, Prince Caspian's people. Oh, the Spanish. Uh, In the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not in the books. Is that right? SpongeBob lives in a pineapple under the sea. Oh. <laughs> uh, just going to Nick cartoons. I've heard that show is actually still running. I, I, yeah, I believe it is. Which I understand. It's like that, which makes it the only show from the 90s that's still going, which is, as in the show, like the, the, the 90s cartoons. The, like the, you know, it's like, oh, um, but the, oh, insert uh, various shows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But like the was it uh, like Dexter's Lab and all those different ones from that like that era the that one came right is that I think it was was it nineteen ninety nine or is it ninety eight oh, Gosh, you're asking the wrong SpongeBob fan. Yeah, I remember I was the I was really young and I do remember watching the first episode because it's on like the there it was like for some awards show or like some big thing for for Nickelodeon and they Teen Choice Award? It maybe was like Teen Choice Awards or something like that. But they had some like big event show mm-hmm. and then they had the SpongeBob was like introduced at the end of that. Like that was like the lead up into SpongeBob and that was its opening. And it was that iconic that whole song. Um the and that was what the That we do not have the rights to. Certainly not. Um but I am not concerned about any algorithm mistaking what I did for a song. <laughs> uh, I, uh, as far as SpongeBob goes, I remember reading a number of years ago um, an article saying that children that were born and raised with SpongeBob actually have smaller attention spans than those that did not. Really? And it's because every... Uh, every three to four seconds, it changes to a new uh, either scene or a different perspective of the of where they are. That's so interesting. At least that's what they that's theorized. what they're claiming. Yeah. yeah. The but as a person who watched it, like the I can believe that it was very just like fast go 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 go. Um, but that's interesting for like those really little kids. I wasn't nine. I wasn't affected by it. <laughs> the, I wouldn't have been. Couldn't have been. No way, no how. With a box. What? You know the 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 
with a box and a fox like i can't think of any kind of poem is it familiar at all with you what i'm saying dr seuss that it's a dr seuss thing (laughs) (laughs) even in the universe of let's say uh dc comics yeah uh there are a multitude multitude of uh superheroes and their bright shining star is superman who uh, is arguably stronger than everyone else? Yeah, yeah, he's basically a god. It's which I've seen a lot of people make the argument of like, which makes him completely uninteresting. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people like him because like, oh, it's a god I can worship. Because um, he's just so like, oh, he'll beat anything. Right. The but his greatest villain is a guy who's smart. Like that's his main villain is a guy who's intelligent. <laughs> like the I mean, a guy who's intelligent and his inability. To kill. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's the one. Like, uh, Superman, you did it. You beat Lex Luthor. He killed 10,000 people. Well, we're going to throw him in jail again. This is my Superman voice. We're going to throw him in jail again. And you know what? He won't get out this time. Do you believe that, Superman? Your, your uh, enemy has millions upon billions of dollars. Billions upon millions of dollars. And... He's going to be able to fight the system and stay out of jail, even though there were pictures of him killing people. Oh, absolutely. Like, he could have just, like, slit as many orphan throats as he could find. And you know what, Superman? He could have done it in front of you. And you know what you'd do? You'd put him in jail. All while knowing, one day, I'm gonna get to catch him again. Instead of killing him like a real man. Like a real American (laughs) <laughs> so the question I was going to ask, the, yes. the important question I was going to have, which Disney villain had the best point? Ooh. Which one, at the end of the day, might have been right? Some people I've seen some people talk about Scar in an interesting way. Like, he was abusive and shitty, sure. And people make some weird stuff about assumptions about their background, but you don't know how shitty that guy was before. But... He didn't promise the the hyena's conquest. He promised them food. Well, yeah. No, he was right. He was willing to basically allow them... Okay. So hyenas are scavengers. So he just sent all of his lions to basically pick off the entire Africa. I, yeah, that, it, it, Pride Rock didn't look great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, I like thing. it's like, you know, we're going to have to go. There's nothing left to hunt. It's like, no, we'll stay here. Like, I mean, I guess, but like, that's, not for a while. That's a bad call. Yeah, like, we're going to start eating hyenas. Wait, Ooh. lions might win in the long run. <laughs> but still, what happens when the hyenas are gone? Oh, fuck. <laughs> that was other lions. And then there's just Scar. Because he's going to be the one to make it. That gangly fuck. (laughs) Such loose skin. What was that about? I don't know. It's just that, like, I'm an old cat. I can only use my brain. But we're still supposed to be impressed when Simba beats him? Pick a a lane. (laughs) Is he impressive or not, Disney? He's... uh, Simba is a young uh, lion. Prime of his life. And you have an old, withered (laughs) murderer. (laughs) I wonder who will win. Yeah. It's like, hmm, I bet it's that that really weak, delicate one who delegates. I bet it's that guy. Age and experience will trump youth and ambition every time. 
That's not true. Most times. Uh, not if Scar's involved. Uh, yeah, not if Scar's involved. <laughs> because, you know, there's no one more wise than uh, than the the one he murdered. What was the what was the big one he got in the sky? Uh, uh, Mufasa. Mutafa? The Mufasa. Mufasa. Yeah, yeah Mufasa. Yeah. Um, yeah, you could say he was the, the wisest, but you know what? Apparently there's like, there is a Venn diagram where age and ambition are still there and like cross over uh-huh. with the, and can uh, take yeah. the age and wisdom. Yeah. So if you still have just enough of that youthful ambition, you too can kill your brother for the kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, have you, okay. So Scar, do you know Scar's like past? No, I did not watch the move, the later movies. It has nothing to do with the later movies. Really? Is yeah, it like a book or something? Or? Yeah, like Disney came out with this information just like on their own. Interesting. And um, so Scar's original name was, and I'm probably not saying this right, Tonka Turdok, something like that. Okay. Which in Swahili means garbage. Ha, ha, ha. And they named his brother Mufasa, which means king. So you have king and garbage. <laughs> uh, Scar got his scar uh, from a fight, and he much preferred the name Scar. I get it. Yeah. I get it. So even from an early uh, early point, he wasn't happy with his bro-bro. I bet. Can't a bad guy just be a bad guy? Does he have to be a tragic backstory? I want to see one that's just like, my parents are great, I came from money, I'm fit, I'm healthy, and I want to kill kids. Yeah, I believe they are. <laughs> you know what? I don't want to go with that one. <laughs> I, I, I believe you're just describing uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> Not to get political on here. Yeah, no, we don't want to get political. Let's separate these children from their parents. Yeah, as it should be. <laughs> it's what Scar would do. <laughs> We're letting the hyenas have their day. <laughs> That's right. The 1%, the hyenas. <laughs> I, I feel like in that system, the lions are the 1%, really. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, but then that one stupid lion ruined it for all the other rich lions. <laughs> That's how you get revolutions. I feel like there is some truth to that. Yeah. Like, you just have, like, this pile of aristocats. Aristocats. <laughs> A pile of... Aristolions. Yeah, this pile of aristocrats in any era. And then you got, like... Three of them, maybe one, who's just like, let's push it. And it's like, the no, 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 the rabble are like really rabbling. Like, we don't have to push it. We already basically own them. Like, we are the worst, but but not so much the worst that they're going to like kill us. Like, let's push it. We can push this. We can get more. We can absolutely get more. Like, what are we going to do? Like, the like kill people in bread lines because they're too excited about bread? That sounds great. <laughs> that sounds hilarious. Let's do it. Like, money changes people. <laughs> I mean, if I had that much money and I wanted more, to what point would I take it? At what point do lives not matter? <laughs> How much no. money do I have to own? Be- before you become an evil? Yes. The I like there's a, an interesting statement where someone was talking about how the, it's one theory of power where their study of it, the, they felt that um, power does not, the, does not corrupt, power reveals. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it just reveals everyone to be awful. Ah. Uh... No, no. Um, but, <laughs> the, but what I do, if you were at that truly like limitless extent of resources like you are cacklingly villainously rich Mm -hmm. what do you do 
uh, I believe it's that John Mulaney joke, Diet Coke, and it just appears in your hand. That's the one, for sure. Yeah. You're right, because that is the thing, too, is even if you have the best intentions, the there is a level of like wealth and power that will just change you. Like I'm sure it's not like an overnight thing, but at first it's just thing like, oh, God, it really is just nice to have like an assistant. I'm so busy. And it's like, oh, hey, can you grab me a Diet Coke? And eventually it just becomes, Diet Coke! <laughs> <laughs> and boom, it appears. And it, boom, it's there. And it's cold. <laughs> or that guy's fired. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't care that he's been your assistant for the last 12 years. And that he's uh, basically the godson. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he, he has a closer relationship with your children than you do. <laughs> yes. Collect your, your benefits on the way out. <laughs> what? <laughs> I had my accountant handle those details. I don't know how people are paid. <laughs> get your bags and get out. That's right. The, if you couldn't tell, um, that was a perfect impression of Mickle Jagger. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mickle. Yeah. Mickle's Jagger. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! Y'all! <laughs> Uh, the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're making a new Terminator film, or they made a new Terminator film. Oh, yeah. And I thought it was interesting that they, for this new one, they wiped out uh, all the sequels, except for two. They've literally removed from the canon all of the sequels, except for Terminator 2. And they brought Linda Hamilton back. So they have Terminator, Terminator Judgment Day, and then this new one? That's the one. Oh. Yeah, the because and which you know they kind of have to if they want to bring Linda Hamilton back because in the third one they killed her off screen. I you know I don't remember that. The I'd forgotten it too. I was reading an article about it and the yeah they they killed her off screen. It's basically like that someone tells them like little the oh and my mom did. Uh. This is a funny side story. Yes, uh, Terminator Three was the last VHS I ever bought. <laughs> that seems that seems fitting. Isn't it? It does. Like, that's one, ah, uh, an end of a couple eras here. <laughs> uh, and I, I will say this about Terminator 3. Uh, I did think it was necessary to make. I just wanted them to cap everything. Yeah, I'll give you that. Like, actually get to the moment. Get to the get to that, that end. Because I'm willing to bet for this next one, like, I'm sure they don't finish anything. Right. Like, the that that is a frustration that I, I do enjoy those few films that have an end cap. Mm-hmm. It's very satisfying. Like uh, Rogue One. True. Oh, yeah. That movie is the... And it's not a perfect movie. Every movie has issues. Um, but like the the like the villain is just like, no! Like the, he's just <laughs> so too much. Um, but so much else about it was so much fun and so cool. And the fact that it's like, oh, finally heroes that can actually sacrifice in a way that fucking matters. Right. Like, the, this is something that this world so needs. And it was also a story that had nothing to do with a Skywalker. <laughs> like, I got no problem with Skywalkers. I just feel like they've had so much fucking attention. Like, well, this one is also half Han Solo. Like, you know what? Those movies are fun. I enjoy them. Can we look at anywhere else in the universe? Fucking anywhere else in the universe. Like, they talk about, like, this giant expanded universe and all these cool things... Just do something from one. Mm-hmm. The it's like they can still be humans. I don't give a shit. Just just do something. 
Like, follow an Ewok. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is... Oh, that would actually be very interesting. What? To watch a documentary about (gasps) a particular Ewok and his daily life routine. A fake documentary about an Ewok? Yes. There's a few nerds out there who just started breathing real heavy. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not... And I'm one of them. (laughs) (sighs) Ewok. Sounded like someone's like death row. I don't know how George Lucas heard about it, but uh, he just gave us a cease and desist. Yeah, no, he really gets on that fast. <laughs> the yeah, I'm basically all the proceeds from Pickle Talk are gonna have to go to this. <laughs> uh, also, George Lucas, I don't think owns anything anymore, right? Uh, no, no, Disney does. Yeah. So the, we got two cease and desist notices. <laughs> <laughs> One was just a formal. That's right. The other was uh, actionable. It was a threat with a gun. <laughs> it was a man with a gun. He's like, I represent Disney. He was wearing Mickey Mouse ears. <laughs> I had that same image. There's <laughs> a man with a piece of paper. You know what? It's a man with a scroll. <laughs> and a gun. And Mickey Mouse ears. Everything else about him looks like blue collar motherfucker. <laughs> like, this guy looks like he's there to rough people up. <laughs> and like... I represent the Disney Corporation. This is a cease and desist. Bang! <laughs> Warning shot. It's my knee. <laughs> Warning knee. <laughs> uh, you can build Disney. They'll pay for it. Just the one. <laughs> That's what makes it a warning. <laughs> See, in my head, he was wearing a tuxedo. Oh, that's better. Yeah. That is better. Does he have a silencer on the gun, or is he there to make a statement? Oh, no. The uh, the gun itself was very loud and very AK-47-like. Or just one where he just like has it up against your ear. Clack! Like, <laughs> oh, God! And it's like, the as the, the world is coming back, you just have these papers in front of you that are cease and desist, and he just like looks at you, like grabs you by the hair, and just spits on you. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> what was... Be, what were the what are the pineapple desserts from Disneyland? Oh, uh, Dole Whips. Yeah, he spits on you and it tastes like a Dole Whip. <laughs> <laughs> Walt sent me. Personally. <laughs> what? What? I have so many questions. <laughs> uh, I'll answer your question right now. Walt's head was frozen cryogenically <laughs> so that he could outlive. I'm not going there. <laughs> There, I'm just gonna have to laugh. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to laugh. No explanation, so we can outlive. <laughs> and whatever that sound was. Oh boy! Oh boy! Uh, sorry, I don't want to get another cease and desist. <laughs> if you use uh, Mickey's voice, they just drop you. <laughs> That's just cease and desist. It's a message to your family. Yeah, but you they, like they have to leave you something. <laughs> You know, just like, so they know what he did. Exactly. <laughs> they keep making the mistake of just <laughs> killing the person. The person's like, ah, oh, so this was his old work. And people start thinking it's cursed when it's just the Disney Corporation. <laughs> they think it's the ring. <laughs> That's really the story behind the ring. <laughs> that videotape was owned by the Disney Corporation. <laughs> we handle our own distribution. <laughs> This person tried to make a copy. (laughs) 
Oh, man. New topic. <laughs> New topic. Hmm. I'm going to go back a little bit more. Yeah. So, fix and post. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That'll be in. Yeah. <laughs> fix <Absolutely>. and post. <laughs> this uh, is my fix and post. <laughs> I use it with my fix and hammer. <laughs> it's like, this is the worst bet I've ever been to. <laughs> what? I fix your dog with my fix and hammer. <laughs> fix it, Felix. Yeah, fix it, Felix. <laughs> Spade. I'm sorry. You fixed a window with a hammer? If you're very careful. <laughs> that's my, uh, what is his name? Jack McBrayer? Yeah. That That's a perfect impression. I, I actually closed my eyes when you did it. I thought he was in the room. Can't afford him. Mm. Not that he's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> he's good at what he does, but what he does is very niche. It's the same thing over and over again. Yeah. I get it. Uh, yeah. Pickle talk. Pickle talk. Now enjoy this ad from our totally real sponsor, Whipped Whiskey. When I was a young man, I had a dream. And I worked hard towards that dream. But it didn't work out. And I felt pretty bad about it. And I don't particularly like feeling bad about anything at all. I wasn't sure how best to get rid of my feelings. Was it through buttery desserts? Was it through the drink? And then I thought to myself... Why limit myself? Why not a dream? At least, part of a dream. So I took the whiskey that I had on hand, and I took a pound of butter, and I just started whipping. I just started whipping! Until finally I found myself a miraculous concoction. Whipped whiskey. And I have not felt a single thing since. I used to be a doctor! And now back to our regularly scheduled programming. Joe and David, take it away. Uh, it was all a dream. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those movies. <laughs> the they of... waste your time. They do. Hey, here's a great story. Hey, here's some interesting stuff that happens. Oh, guess what? None of it was real. It didn't. Look at you, Princess Bride. I'm looking... What? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a dream. It's a, it's a storybook. It's a story. Yeah. You know that interspersed throughout, though. <laughs> yes, they do remind <laughs> They remind you constantly. It's funny. I had the most awkwardly timed bathroom breaks when I watched that movie. <laughs> and at the end, when I saw the kid and the old man, I'm like, what the fuck is this? And why is the kid so into the grandpa? talking about kissing <laughs> Fred Savage was at the beginning as well I mean I came in late <laughs> I mean it was one of those, we, I was going to see a different movie mm-hmm. and then we're like oh no I don't want to right. and then we went in to watch the other movie <laughs> Princess Bride how old were you when uh, Princess Bride came out negative five that sounds about right <laughs> that sounds about right what movie <laughs> No, that was it. It was my mother's. It was my mother's bathroom breaks. She was pregnant with me. That makes more sense. But as people know, my ears developed first and aggressively. <laughs> they said they were the first things that came out. <laughs> both, both the ears. of both the ears. Both of the ears. You see, I do a thing where I tie them back and I, and I clip them. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a ponytail, but it's human ears. <laughs> and if I free them at just the right time. I lift up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I get some air. You do a little skydiving, I think you'll be alright. Oh yeah, definitely. I've tested it. <laughs> My friends thought it was a joke, but they didn't make it. <laughs>
said I was going to hold on to him. I got scared. <laughs> I just held on to my own ears. <laughs> side note. I can fly. <laughs> Other side note. I miss my friends. <laughs> I've seen a dragon fly. <laughs> I've seen a house fly. But I ain't never seen no Joe fly. <laughs> I I would personally like to uh, uh, apologize for uh, the way that I just uh, recreated a, an early Disney cartoon. The the man with the tuxedo was standing above us. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Murphy. <laughs> man, you were really struggling. <laughs> I saw your ad for Dolomite. Looks great. <laughs> uh, notice how there's never a point where either of us inserted a response by Eddie Murphy. This because we're classy. We're classy. We wouldn't do that. No. We respect you too much. Mr. Murphy. Hmm. That's Dr. Murphy. <laughs> no, no, he was not a real doctor. He's Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> oh. I came in at the wrong moment. <laughs> I, I thought it was a documentary when he got his uh, credentials. Yeah, this guy saved a lot of dogs. <laughs> at one point, he was saving bears. He saved a bear. Yeah. That's just a that's just a fat dog. <laughs> it's like people. If you look at the like the pictures of fat dogs, yeah, just imagine it bigger. Just imagine if the dog never stopped. That's a bear. Or a cow. Or a cow. No, they have hooves. That's right. Idiots. <laughs> a cow is when a deer gets fat. Right. A, a fat deer. A, a fear. A fear. <laughs> Nothing to fear. But, but a fear itself. They freak me out. <laughs> One thing worse than the military-industrial complex? Fears. <laughs> Fat. Deers. Did I use the S wrong, Martha? <laughs> yes. You did. Why are you so scared, Martha? <laughs> <laughs> There's a fear. There's a fear inside. Martha, no. <laughs> Save it all, Martha. I love you. I'm gonna miss you, Martha. I need to tell you something, John. What, Martha? I've been having an affair. You bitch! (laughs) (laughs) I think it's time for us to do our. Final thank yous. This episode was, of course, brought to you by Pickle Talk and Whipped Whiskey. I'd like to thank my wonderful guest, David Garcia, and I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day.